freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 64 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. Good. Just want to say it's great to have freedom. I mean, I'm excited that we finally have a chance to have freedom. What do you mean by that? Well, there's a chance to get a lot of the mistakes I've been making in the last, well, just say eight years. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the election. I'm talking about everything. It all has to do with the election, though. I mean, here we have a chance to set things right and make it the way that the forefounders wanted us to be with freedom. Well, it is an exciting time. It's a shame that there's so much turmoil going on out there. I have a couple of theories on it. One is, you know, we've been um, so institutionally, I'll say, separated from our history, right? They're they're not teaching history, at least not the way that you and I learned it in schools. Um, So if we have no connection to our founding fathers, then, you know, we, I think it causes people to freak out so much more if they don't have the benefit of the knowledge of so many of the trials and tribulations that uh, human beings have been through, Americans have been through. So, so what you're saying is that people that don't know true freedom don't miss it? Hmm. You that's, know, that's an interesting thought. Right. So if we, if we take it away from the kids, they won't realize what they missed when they're adults and they don't have it. Yeah. Well, it goes right in with the the way we start every one of our shows with uh, the Ronald Reagan quote, right? Right. It's not, freedom isn't in our DNA. We have to protect it, defend it. We have to pass it along so that the next generation uh, can do the same on down the line. So anyway, we, we digress. A, yes, <laughs> we have, well, I wanted to start this show out to say good morning to freedom. Mm-hmm. And my tongue got twisted around. So anyway, <laughs> good morning to freedom. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's theme is winning the culture war. And I'll have Cheryl explain that because I'm gonna, it's going to need some explaining. <laughs> but first, I want to mention who our guests are today. We've got a great lineup. We have Nikki Stollard, a retired trans woman who is a spokesman for the LGBT gun group, the Pink Pistols. We have Bob Main, host of Handgun World Podcasts and one of the creators of Self-Defense Radio Network. Matthew Shinzing the creator and driver force behind LFD Research, YouTube channel, and the Geeks Gadget and Gun podcast. Our second hour, we have Dave Kopp. He's a president of Arizona Citizens Defense League, that's AZCDL, helping Arizona gun owners face the formidable fight against anti-right groups and legislation that limits Second Amendment rights. We also have Julie Lofer is the owner and operator of Mid-Ohio IMB International Martial Arts and Boxing, an affiliate school 
of the original IMB Academy in Los Angeles. We're also going to have our responsibility armed citizen report and my commentary. Dan's commentary. Um, um. All right, so let me explain the theme. I'll have Dan hold our, our trusty camera there so we can do uh, a Facebook Live. So the theme today is winning the culture war. So the Bloomberg lights, rights, you had to say that word. <laughs> See how that just throws you right? off right there? It just threw there? me completely off. The Bloomberg rights restricting initiatives that helped pass some very bad laws in California are based in emotion and a culture of shaming gun owners. If those who would infringe in any way on our Second Amendment rights can continue to push this culture of creating an us and a them, they will continue to win the emotional battle for our firearms. It starts small, and it sounds like this. I'm a gun owner, but, well, that but is your cue that you are talking to someone who is about to manipulate language and petition for less freedom in America. It also sounds like this. Don't you want tighter restrictions or common sense gun laws or maybe enhanced registrations to protect the children? Aww. Right? That's when you know you're talking to someone who doesn't know the law or is purposely clouding the issue with emotional blackmail. I mean, what kind of person are you if you don't want to protect the children? Only a monster would say no to this request, right? Well, rather than answering loaded questions, you can say, let me look into that, because I'm sure there are laws on the books that are just not being properly enforced, right? It's non-confrontational and may even help educate the person asking you the question. You could also say that, Children would be much more protected and safe if we were teaching gun safety the same way that we teach stop, drop, and roll for fire safety. You could also say that you would love to have them help you to organize just such a safety class. There is one, you know. It's called Eddie Eagle, where they teach toddlers to stop, don't touch, run away, and tell a grown-up if they ever see a gun at home or at a friend's house or out at a playground. Now that is some common sense and a culture of true gun safety. And you can do it all with a smile and an invitation to learn something new. Who could refuse that? Dan? Oh, Cheryl, you just reminded me of what I forgot about this week. We went to that debate. We went to a gun debate. And... We could do a whole show on that because it was so misleading. The people that are throwing these numbers out and these statistics about gun safety problems uh, just made me sick. But I want to talk about good things because you know what we did last Monday on the 14th? We went to a 1,000-man shoot, and we participated in that shoot at Ben Avery. Remember that, Cheryl? I do. It was wonderful. It you was know, really a fun day. Yeah, there was over 1,000 shooters. 1.5 miles of Henry 22 lever action rifles provided by Henry Rifles. They raised over a million dollars for the NRA. 16 states participated. But one of the weird things, Guinness Book of World Records would not put in the record put it in the record book, stating what? they stated we have no category for it. So I just did a Google search 
They've got a category for largest gathering of people dressed as St. Patrick and the most people making sand angels at one time. But they couldn't <laughs> put over a thousand uh-huh. shooters. At, some of these people drove. I, there, one lady drove from Nebraska wow. I, I was talking to. They couldn't put that in the record book. Hmm. Well, see, there's that. Maybe. We don't know. But it feels like that's part of that culture that we're talking about. This um, culture of shaming, this culture of, you know, oh, if you're a gun person, you know, if you believe and support and value your Second Amendment, that you're somehow a, a them. Right. You're not part of us, you know, the, the elite and the, um, uh, you know, enlightened. So that's, that is really interesting. I hadn't heard that actually in the news. What article did you find that in about them saying the... Uh, the Guinness Book said we we're well, not interested. I went to uh, you know, I was just reading the news and it was mentioned by one of the NRA spokesmen that they I don't know where I saw it. So mm. today I did a Google search just to make sure that my words were accurate and it was it was on the one of the websites that uh, they were denied entry into the book because they don't have a category for it. Well, so. isn't that interesting? Well, we have so many other things to talk about, but I you know you. You touched on a debate that we went to oh, earlier in the week. That up and, again. You know, I don't I don't want to even mention where we went or who organized it or anything like that because I appreciate people who are who are honestly trying to open a dialogue because I think that's so what's missing nowadays. Everybody's so polarized. Um, we're seeing that with the results of the election that um, you know, it's like if you don't agree with me then I've got nothing to say to you. And if things don't go my way, the whole world is crashing down around me. And so when when a group made an honest effort to um, open up a dialogue, they'd had no skin in the game either way. They didn't have a horse in the race. They just wanted to see, you know, what are the two different sides of the argument? And we were really proud of the, the gentleman who showed up to talk about uh, why we value our gun rights. He was very professional, um, kept himself just very to the facts. He did a really good job. He did. Um, The other side, it was a different feel and flavor, but I think that that is part of our disconnect, is, you know, uh, the pro-rights side, we've got to dig into facts and figures and, and, you know, logical issues, and that's harder to capture a heart that's harder to, you know, it takes a long time to explain our side. The well, emotional side, it, you know, they can drop a few key words like the children, you right. know, and, and they've just, they've got the whole room wrapped up in the, the feels. Well, that's the problem. Her whole program was about safety, firearm safety. Mm-hmm. But after her first five, maybe 10 words, mm-hmm. everything turned into anti-gun propaganda. Well, I mean... I, one of the things I have to mention, you know, everybody knows what the next checks is. It's where you call in, a firearms dealer calls in to have a background check on a person. She says that takes about 90 seconds, and she's right about that. But she said that all of, they have no computers, they, they're archaic files, and that everything is in cardboard boxes, and they have to thumb through to find out if a person's a bad person or not. And they do that in 90 and seconds? And they do that in nine, <laughs> that's just one. Well, the one that got me leans back into my opener when I'm talking about Eddie Eagle. 
And she said that it is not the child's responsibility to protect themselves from firearms. And her premise was that if you teach your child, Eddie Eagle, that A, she said it makes children more curious about guns, which I don't, I would love to see her quote unquote study about that because I, I absolutely don't believe it from everything else I've ever seen personally, firsthand and heard. But also that then it's almost like parents just say, okay, so I've taught you five-year-old and I don't have any more responsibility. And that just defies logic. It just defies. There may be one or two people out of 50 million people that think that way, but a a responsible gun owner is not going to do that. And, you know, the kid could come home and teach the parents something. Well, parents learn something in the class anyway. But she was basically thinking that if you keep your child away from guns, pictures of them, talk about them in the movies, everything else, that when they ever see a gun, they'll walk away from it. And um, I just don't think it works that way. No, education is not a bad thing. And it was just odd that she acted like education was a bad thing. And if you teach your child stop, drop, and roll, that doesn't mean that you don't continue to work with kids around, you know, a campfire, you know, or the, the fireplace in the living room or, you know, the matches that you keep in the drawer or, you know, on and on. And talking about magazine capacity or guns going to Mexico, how does that have anything to do with child safety? Yeah. And so the whole thing, it's the whole muse that people are doing anyway. People that are anti-gun want guns to be removed from our earth. Mm-hmm. That's their goal. They won't say that because it's too strong of a message. And that's the problem. Well, it was an interesting debate. If you, Yeah, it was a debate. It was interesting. But um, I, I hope we can do better in the future. i, I got to be honest. If you've got to conflate and you've got to tell half-truths and you've got to kind of outright fib, then you really don't have uh, a good, strong side of your, your debate, your argument. But all right, we got a break for commercial. And when we come back, we've got a great lineup starting with Miss Nikki Stollard of the Pink Pistols Gun Safety Group. How about that? Gun safety. Right after this. Can you survive the legal aftermath of self-defense? Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network can give you peace of mind knowing that you have the financial and legal assistance to face this new threat to your liberty, your property, and your good name. Become a member today for just $135 a year. Join Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network today. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Use the tracking code 15625 or Paul Lathrop. ArmedCitizensNetwork.com Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
one? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our first guest today is Nikki Stollard. Nikki is a trans woman who is a spokesperson for the LGBT gun group, the Pink Pistols, who have chapters all over the United States. But Nikki hails out of California, where we just saw some serious um, rights-restricting bills and laws passed with uh, the the Tuesday election. And uh, Nikki, as you come on... You know, I want you to talk to, to to us and to our listeners that, you know, with the, the election of Donald Trump, supposedly everybody in the LGBT community is supposed to be just up in arms and angry about this. And I, I haven't seen any of that as I watch your Facebook page. Are you with us? Uh, yes, I am. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. So talk to us about the election and and why I'm not seeing any outrage on your page that, that uh, the American people elected Donald Trump, because so many of the LGBT communities seem to say that that's the only logical reaction to this. You have to understand that the LGBT community and progressive politics got intertwined, and many people who are in the LGBT community are of progressive left politics. So from progressive left politics, um, Donald Trump's election is a total disaster because if Donald Trump stays true to his words, um, he is truly going to rekindle the American spirit, which is individual freedom, not a collectivist uh, hive like the Borg in Star Trek. (laughs) That's, That's interesting. Well, I hope more people can hear your thought process on it. Um, because really, I think this is an opportunity to bring more people together than to separate people. And what's what's unfortunate is, I honestly, I never voted for Obama time one or time two. But I did see a potential there that this could have been an amazing time in history where, you know, if, if he would have just stuck by the whole... Um, the speech that he made early on where he said, there's no black America, there's no white America, you know, it's, it's just one America coming together. If we had actually seen that play out with his policies and, and the various uh, speeches and times he scolded the American people for disagreeing with him, um, we, I think we would have seen a much different world today. Um, and so here we have another opportunity Let's not squander it, I guess, is what I'm saying. And and I think you might agree. Um, absolutely. Uh, Donald Trump, you have to understand Donald Trump. You have to look 
past is political. If one looks at his past as a businessman and his dealings with people, uh, Donald Trump is a deal maker. He's a pragmatist. He is going to work. You know, he he is an American president that is elected. Uh, that doesn't owe special interest groups anything. The only people he owes is the American people. Now, I'm going to, like Manny, I'm going to hold my breath, you know, give him a chance. Uh, but I, 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 I'm an optimist. I believe that once America is unshackled and we're brought together, that our country is going to have a massive renaissance. We have so much talent. We're, you know, everybody has their unique gifts that they can channel into our society. And together, we it's not a one plus one. What you get is a synergistic effect. So one plus one equals 10. So, you know, because of our diversity, if we work together and we pool our resources, our country will be greater than every other country on the planet. Well, Nikki, I, I, this is Dan here. Uh, welcome to the show. You know, I... I think that Trump is a businessman, and I think he's a businessman first because he's never been a president. And to discriminate against anyone is bad business because you limit your part business partners, right? Oh, absolutely. I believe, though, that what it is, Donald Trump is, you know, his daughter said it best. He's, he's colorblind and he's gender neutral. Look at his organization. He doesn't have a litmus test, oh, you're white or your guy, or your straight. He had his litmus test has been when you run his business. Are you the best person for the task on hand? And can you? And and I guess can you play with my other people? Awesome. That's uh, that's perfect. Now you'll carry that into the presidency. I'm 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 almost positive of that. I agree. Oh, oh, abs oh, absolutely. Now, so much I think of what gets stirred up out in the the streets of our nation comes through the filter of the various uh, media outlets. And depending on which outlet you, you lock into, uh, people tend to, to only get their news from maybe one or two sources. Um, I, I think that that is a big reason why we're seeing so much um, turmoil out there because, you know, one news outlet says that everything about Donald Trump is just going to be a disaster and there's, it's hate-filled and blah, blah, blah. But what we're seeing with the Pink Pistols is I think that your group could actually be a very interesting bridge between the, the two groups that are polarized because um, the, the media really would have a very difficult time uh, trying to paint the Pink Pistols as something um, subversive or bad, right? Uh, because oh, well. you're all inclusive, you're about gun safety, you're about encouraging and empowering people, and you've gotten some decent press lately. Oh, yeah. I mean, we just were uh, on CBS uh, Los Angeles. We I sent you that clip. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but... Um, I did. I put it on our Facebook page for everybody on the Gun Freedom Radio Facebook page. Yeah, I know. And the rest of you gunnies out there... Don't don't hate on me because we get positive press in the mainstream media, <laughs> even in places like Los Angeles and even places like San Francisco. I love it. I That's mean, that right. is powerful. Treat, treat it as a business. 
all you haters out there, treat it as a business that we need to stick together and we need to stand together because we all have good things to put towards this. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'm actually very optimistic, though. You know, even though things went sideways on us here in California in the recent elections, because Prop 63 and uh, now will give us a roadmap in California. We'll know where we're weak and where we're strong. Okay, gun rights have been lost here in California because of changing demographics. So Gavin Newsom, you know, he's going to face what I call the law of unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. He gave us a road a roadmap of where we need to do public outreach. Now it is up to us. And, you know, the issue is more than just gun rights. It is all of our rights. Now, I find that when I reach out and I talk to people and I explain to them our history, our culture, why the Second Amendment is is critical to the survival of our system of what I call, for lack of a better term, just as Scalia best quoted it, uh, our system of ordered liberty, people get it. You know, a lot of people who immigrate to America are actually hungry to learn about America. And when they understand, you know, the beauty of the, the true vision of our founding fathers, they jump on it because they didn't come to our country to bring the crap that they left here. They came here to get freedom, peace, prosperity, and liberty. That's what they came here for, a new life. Nikki, for our listeners, what is this Prop 63? Uh, Gavin Newsom created this uh, proposition Prop 63, and he called it the Gun Safety for All Act. So it's a, a variety of various restrictions on a right to keep and bear arms. Now we're going to have to get a license to buy ammunition. We won't be able to buy ammunition interstate. Uh, previously grandfathered normal capacity magazines uh, that were grandfathered in 2000 um, over, uh, are now contraband. So now... I guess I have to, in the middle of the year, to get rid of all my above 10 round magazines, me and every other Californian. What Gavin Newsom didn't say, oh, there's probably about 50 to 100 million of them plus in the state of California. So this is a, ma as far as I'm concerned, it's a massive t uh, violation of the Fifth Amendment property rights. Gavin Newsom basically just gutted, if, if the courts uphold it, just gutted the right of personal property in California. I mean, those are just some of the lowlights. And so know? people from California might not be able to buy them in California, but they could drive to another state and get them and make criminals out of everyone, right? Uh, yeah, and that's, and you know, it's a Prop 63. The lawyers are still trying to figure out what it means. It's that badly written. Right. And can you not own it or can you not buy it? I mean, is that is that even both. clear? Both. Oh, okay. So they couldn't uh, uh, drive. On uh, normal capacity magazines. Now, with the election of Donald Trump, that's a game changer because Donald Trump in his campaign said that uh, the right of, Cal of of Americans to own, you know, firearms are their choice. And let's let's you know let's the so-called quote evil black rifles, the assault rifles, are the, among the most popular arms and. They are actually well-suited people, for, particularly for people of smaller stature, people with disabilities. Um, the concept, um, you know, the, 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 every, this is going to, everything is just kind of turned on its head. I'm hoping that uh, 
you know, and it's up to us, the American people, because we won't fight for our rights. We ain't going to have them. Absolutely. But I'm meeting with some people and we're going to draft up a petition for redress of grievance. And once we do start it in California, we hope to spread it to the rest of the country. I would like to walk into Washington, D.C. with a pallet of about 10 million signatures for demands for a federal gun civil rights bill with teeth. And by that, I mean, is we take California's laws and we use them as models of what will now become federal civil rights violations with both criminal and civil penalties. I would like to see the Trump Justice Administration come up with a division in, uh, to enforce the Second Amendment on the, on the states. And for states that won't comply, uh, arrest, try, and convict government officials and throw them into prison. As far, wow. As far, uh, oh, yeah. That is and, a... as far, and as far as private groups that, uh, you know, I view the Brady campaign as similar as a or like the Ku Klux Klan. They're an organization that exists to they are an ongoing criminal enterprise designed to destroy our constitutional rights. Wow. They should, we should use the RICO statutes and go after them and their foundations and basically seize everything that they got and take their board of directors, try them for treason uh, and throw them in prison, too. I, I cannot believe I have to cut you off there, but we are so out of time. We've got to bring you back on and and let you explore that a little bit more um, because it sounds, you know, like, you know, whoa, holy cow. But um, I think that that the fact that we're so afraid to to use strong language and call things what they are is part of the reason that that we're losing our rights and that you've lost so many of your rights in California. But I want to talk about that another time. But I do have to wrap up right now. Nikki, can you please tell people how they can uh, reach out to you? Maybe they want to talk more about this or, or the Pink Pistols, and then we have to run. Okay, go to the pinkpistols.org. Uh, that's the national website. That'll get you in if you want to learn more about the Pink Pistols. Um, as far as myself, okay, I'm going to do something crazy here. I'm going to give you my personal email. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> get ready. Okay. Hey, I can always peep that. I always have trash. Nikki, N I C K I. S-T-A-L-L-A-R-D at gmail.com. All right. Fantastic. Nikki, thank you so much. Uh, we definitely need to bring you back on. We've, we've always got more to talk about than time uh, to talk about everything. So um, watch your let, email let, let, for let, my email inviting you back on soon, okay? Yeah. Let me get things actually rolling and stuff so that we have action items next time on, I'm on. I love it. All right, Nikki, thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, stick around. We have so much more coming up on Gun Freedom Radio, and our next guest is Mr. Bob Main of Handgun World Podcast. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. 
You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And the theme of our show today is winning the culture war. And our next guest is Bob Main, host of Handgun World Podcast and one of the creators of the Self-Defense Radio Network, of which we belong. Gun Freedom Radio belongs to that. And uh, I think that both of those things have a lot to do with speaking out to culture and, and pushing back against any culture that that looks to, to divide an us and a them, putting those of us that love the Second Amendment and, and our constitutional rights on the side of being a them. So we welcome to the show right now, Mr. Bob Maine. Are you with us? I am, Cheryl. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. My husband, Dan, here is here as well. Hi, Bob. And, Hi, Dan. And uh, we want to launch right in. Tell us about your podcast. Like, where did it come from? Uh, what drives you to spend your free time uh, producing a podcast about guns? <laughs> Thank you. My podcast is the Handgun World podcast. It can be found at handgunworld.com and also on iTunes. You know, I, I first got introduced to listening to podcasts back in 2009. A friend of mine said, hey, some of these are pretty good. You should listen to them. And after I listened to, you know, 25 or 30 episodes of various podcasts, I just thought, you know, I think I'm going to try this. I can communicate well. I've got a, a long background in that, and I'm, and I'm going to give it a shot, no pun intended. <laughs> and my passion at that time was, uh, was guns and concealed carry, still is. That's pretty much how it came about, and I, I decided to give it a try. Well, I was blessed to have been a guest on your show recently, and I so appreciate that. And, and you do an awesome job. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd like to Thank comment you. too, Bob. Uh, good work. I mean, that is hard. People, the listeners, don't realize how much work it takes to put on a good show. And thank you for doing that. Well, you're welcome. It, it does take a lot of work. You know, I do about a 45-minute to one-hour show every single week. And I think both of you know to put out a 45-minute to one-hour show takes several hours of work. 
Absolutely. I mean, we love it. We really love it. But uh, it's still time spent, and, and time is our most precious commodity. So we, we do appreciate you. So, Bob, what's your biggest challenge going to be this year now the elections my, are over? My biggest – you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. My biggest challenge is going to try to keep people engaged. I'm afraid too many people are going to relax. I, I'm afraid too many people are going to say, well, okay, our side won the election. We don't have to do much anymore. And that is absolutely not the truth. So my biggest challenge is going to be to keep keep people's attention on fighting for gun rights and keep them engaged. You're, you're my man because I, I agree 100%. We have got to keep on our toes with this. Absolutely. And I do think, I agree with you. I think a lot of people are kind of like, okay, our work is done here. We can just relax and that nothing could be farther from the truth. And in that vein, you have just co-founded the Self-Defense Radio Network. So clearly you're not anticipating letting any grass grow under your feet. Um, tell us about that network. What is it designed to do and what drove you to, to work towards that? First of all, let me give credit to Paul Lathrop from the Polite Society podcast. It was originally his idea. I called him up and I said, let's make this a joint venture and let's put our efforts together. And, and he, uh, he loved that idea. So together we co-founded the network. We're trying to just get a, a, a good synergy between pro-freedom, pro-gun podcasts like ours. Uh, we've got 13 shows now, all either self-defense or survival related, and it's working pretty good. We, we want to create a benefit for the listener in having all these podcasts work together. And if people have been paying attention, there are some benefits already that, that uh, people can take advantage of. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about uh, organizations that are, like, are, that are sponsoring the network that are offering special pricing for their uh, products, right? Well, yes, yeah, some of them are offering special pricing and some of them are not, but they've also agreed to uh, sponsor the podcast. And we're we're being very selective about who we pick. We're picking very reputable companies. Um, you know, we've got a holster maker. We've got a, uh, a, a firm that offers advanced legal services for people that carry guns. And uh, we're working on another one whose name I'll, I'll keep uh, private for right now, but we should announce it soon. Ooh, the intrigue. It's killing me. The um, intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I love about the Self-Defense Radio Network is that, you know, so often people want to tap in. They want to learn. You know, there's so many brand new uh, gun owners and people that are, are tuned in now to, I don't what is the Second Amendment thing all about? Why is everybody all up in arms about it? but they don't know where to get reliable information. And part of that is because the, the rights restricting side, they are intentionally tricky about the way they name things, right? Like every town for gun safety, they don't teach a single safety class. They, they don't have anything to do with gun safety. They are about restricting gun ownership and use. And so uh, when you tap into the self-defense radio network, the shows that you have posted there are very good shows. They're, they bring sound information. And I'm tooting my own horn a little bit here because I, <laughs> our show is a, a member of the network. But it's just so nice to know that you can uh, tap in and tune into any of those shows and you're not going to be led down some primrose path. Yeah, Cheryl, that's a good point. We we do our homework. We vet each podcast very carefully and I can assure listeners that you are going to get you're going to get the truth 
and you're going to get the proper information that we represent. Because you're right, every town for gun safety or whatever they call themselves, they're an anti-gun organization, and uh, they're posing themselves as something different. Absolutely. Well, real quickly, before we run out of time, you yourself are a trainer, a, a firearms safety trainer, and yeah. uh, you have a you know several classes that you, you like to teach and also that you like to uh, replenish yourself in by taking classes, which I think is a, such an important part of teaching is to stay fresh and, and tapped into what's, what's going on out there. So talk to us a little bit about both sides of, of that issue. Yeah, I'm a firm believer that any good firearms instructor should be taking one or two classes a year as a student because you've got to stay sharp. And I really believe that it's very difficult to teach what you don't know and what you can't go out and do yourself. So I do that. I try to take two classes a year. Uh, this year I've, I've taken two, and I actually might take one right before the end of the year, so I might have a third. Um, I like to teach defensive handgun classes. I am a Texas licensed to carry uh, course instructor, but we all know that's not training. So Ben Branham and I decided to come up with a class that goes beyond your concealed carry class. And so that's why we called it that, beyond concealed carry. And it's it's more defensive oriented. It's for people that are at about an intermediate level. In other words, they can they can draw their handgun safely and they can be very safe using it. And we'll take you to the next step. We'll teach you how to win the fight with it. That's fantastic. Um, and, you know, situational awareness is so important. Uh, that's something else that people, I don't know if they really even understand how important that is. And I think that just is baked into any kind of a, a safety training class. Do you, do you agree or do you take special do classes agree. for that sort agree. of thing? Um, yes, situational awareness is very important. And I'm glad you brought that up because situational awareness, I think, occurs two times before you get into a gunfight. You want, you want to be aware of your surroundings to try to avoid one. But if that bad day happens and all of a sudden you find yourself having to draw your gun, now you're in a different situation. Now you've got to have even more situational awareness to be able to figure out, okay, how am I going to stop this person from trying to hurt me or kill me or a family member? And how am I going to do it safely without hurting any innocents? And then how am I going to articulate what I did when the cops show up? Mm. So it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother form of situational awareness after you have to pull your gun out. Absolutely. You know, we say on this show often that, you know, in the movies, the, there's a clear good guy and bad guy. The police show up on the scene. They suddenly just magically know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. And the good guy gets to just pick up his firearm and head on home, walking into no. the sunset. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Does not work that way. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for being a part of our show today, Bob. And Tell people all the different ways that they can reach out to you and follow not only your podcast, but also check out the Self-Defense Radio Network. The Self-Defense Radio Network's at selfdefenseradio.net. All the podcasts are listed there. Uh, my show is uh, at handgunworld.com and also on iTunes. Uh, my Facebook feed is facebook.com slash handgunworldpodcast at Handgun World on Twitter. And wow, there's just so many ways. You can email me, <laughs> handgunworld at gmail.com. Fantastic. Bob, thank you so much for all you do and also for taking time out of your Saturday to come on and chat with us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. All right. Bob Bain of Handgun World Podcast. 
stick around. We have another podcaster coming up right around the other side of this commercial. Matthew Shinzing of the Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns podcast. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is in Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. We are glad you're here with us today, and if you've missed any part of this show, please be sure to check out our website for the recording. That's gunfreedomradio.com. Click on the On Demand tab. And you will find every recording of every show we've ever done. This is episode number 64. So it just kind of helps you see we've we've been at this a little over a year. And we've had such an amazing time bringing you some guests from all different areas of the the firearms industry. From the uh, when you talk about our show is gun freedom radio. So we've talked to politicians. We've talked to people who are passionate about our constitution. We've just had a a tremendous variety of guests. And we also have a guest tab on our website. And you can click on there and see not only a picture, you can put a face with a voice of everybody we've had on, but also a little bit of a, a bio on each one with links to their Facebook pages and their websites and that sort of thing. And our next guest is Matthew Shinzing. He is the creator and driving force behind the LFD Research YouTube channel. That sounds very intriguing. And also the Geeks, Gadgets, and Gun podcast, which is also a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. We were just talking with uh, Bob Main, who is one of the creators of that 
uh, radio network. And right now I want to bring to the air Matthew Shinzing and learn just a little bit more about what his podcast is about. Are you with us? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Cheryl. Absolutely. We are excited. Now, uh, just the name of your podcast is so telling, Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns. But then we have this LFD Research YouTube channel. Tell us what that's all about. Well, I initially created the podcast, and I happened to go to one of Bob Main and Ben Branham's training classes and met another guy there who's also by the name of Matt, and he's a engineer slash part-time gun designer. And we had a bunch of questions, and we started sparking back and forth off each other. And LFD research spawned out of it. We've always had all these ideas we've wanted to test. What can these firearms take? What can we do to try and push forward to the next generation of technology in our firearms? And that's where LFD research came from. Well, and, you know, I asked you, what does the L, the F, and the D stand for? Just because it kind of helps people remember when they go to look you up. And I think you said live free or die. But you said that's not, you know, you're not making a statement with that, right? It just is the the name that you chose. Yeah, it's a callback to a book that I'm a very big fan of. And in that book, the writer called his company LFD. And it was just live free or die. And it's a philosophy, a way of life. And that's where LFD research comes from. It's understanding the tools that enable you to live free or die trying. Interesting. I love it. So I checked out, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch a bunch of your videos, but I checked out the one where you put black powder in uh, basically, I think it was a Glock, wasn't it? Uh, It was actually a high point. A high point. Okay. And uh, tell us how that went. Um, Well, everyone thinks the high point does not run real well. It's kind of hilarious. We got this high point to run how most people think high points run, where it's jamming, it's not working 100% all the time. But it took running Pyrodex through it, which is black powder with a few ad materials to make it safer to transport. So it's not real black powder, but it's 90% there. We're working on going back to do it with the actual original formulation of black powder to do that. But we got through 100 rounds before the first malfunction. So you're putting... You're putting a, a cartridge, you're filling a cartridge full of black powder and then shooting it through a high point? Yes. Far uh, away, it was right? a nine millimeter. And of course, before anybody gets all freaked out, <laughs> we used a ransom rest to test the okay. loads and a couple of barriers and pulling the string to make sure, hey, we got safe loading before we decided to start testing it just by shooting it freehand. You know, those guns do work well. I, I, they're, they're not made real well, but they do shoot. Well, and if well, they can shoot with the dirty black powder just caking everything up, I, I was pretty impressed. Honestly, this was our next step in trying to destroy that high point. We have failed to do it so far. We even ran double-charged loads through that. So we had a 124-grain 9mm bullet pushing over 1,300 feet per second out of that gun, and it just kept taking it. <laughs> and so it's it still works? You couldn't destroy it by that that way? Yeah. It still works flawlessly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that is so cool. And I love experimentation. You know, it's like, think out of the box. Try something new. And if we ever found ourselves in a situation where, you know, you had all your reloading equipment, you had the firearm, but for whatever reason you couldn't get the traditional um, black powder that, or the 
what goes in uh, to the cartridge, you, you could maybe try something different like the black powder that you did. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get a hold of some carbon, some sulfur, and some nitrates mm-hmm. instead of trying to make your own nitrocellulose yeah. or one of the double or triple base powders. You can actually go with something that was easily made in the 12th century. That's it's awesome. just a little bit of know-how to make the black powder right because even the original black powder was not as efficient as it eventually became at the end of the 19th century. That's so cool. So you are of the millennial generation, and and the millennial generation gets such a a black eye, especially right now it feels like uh, everybody's, uh, you know, kind of scrunching up their nose and saying, oh, those millennials. But not all of the people in your age group, your generation, are... um, you know, the the stereotype that's being floated out there now of, I don't know, um, I don't even, I don't even know, but if people know what a millennial is, right? You are, um, but as a millennial, you weren't really raised around guns, right? You weren't, this wasn't really a part of your life before um, just a few years ago. Well, about 2004, well, four years ago, I got into guns. I grew up, my dad kind of had a shotgun and until I started getting into guns a couple years ago, he had never shot anything more powerful than a 12-gauge. And that was back when he was a kid in 1950. So mm-hmm. he didn't really care about firearms. My mom is actually an anti-gun individual. It's just I happened to be interested right in early 2012. And then we had Sandy Hook happen, and I'm realizing... I need to start paying attention because I might never be able to get these items again. Mm. And I went hardcore trying to learn everything I possibly could about these items. And I still don't know enough. And I'm constantly trying to learn more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And well, I- don't, don't worry about that, Matt. I, I've been around guns all my life. <laughs> and I still don't know everything there is to know. And I, I keep, but you know what? The, the cool thing is that you want to know more. You, you just can't get enough information. Absolutely. So you um, you said you kind of come at guns with a, a an intersection between like video games and the Second Amendment. Uh, what what, is, what do you mean by that? Well, a lot of people, at least in the Second Amendment community, seem to not be the biggest fan of video games, and I think that's doing a discredit because video games actually are introducing my generation to firearms. Because every single video game that has firearms in them, most of them are taking and ripping off actual gun designs. Sometimes they even call the gun design by name. Uh, just Battlefield 1 right now. They have an entire smorgasbord of World War One weapons, history-appropriate weapons, that they put in the game. They model it. They do all the listing. They even show off prototype weapons that you can use in the video game. And it sparks an interest in my generation to go, hey, I kind of want to learn a little more about that. And I want to learn more and get more. And not to mention, it also gives us the way to go against magazine limits. Because in video games, when you're going head-to-head in competition (laughs) against somebody, if you run out of ammo and you got to reload, that's normally when you get killed. (laughs) At least in multiplayer. That's that's an excellent point. it's, It's amazing how much detail they put into these video games. We had a guy that came, a, cr- a whole crew came and filmed our 105 howitzer 
just to get the sound so they could match it up with the video game. They sent a crew from Canada to film and they all day long and they paid us and shot the gun several times. And it was amazing that they would have to go into that much detail to, for a video game. Oh, you want to talk about crazy. I actually just had a guest on last night. It's going to be on my episode that posts this weekend. It's Carl Cassandra from InRange.TV talking about Onslaught. It's a virtual reality game. So it's a VR headset, but it actually tracks your head's movement. And it's a, it's a simulator for combat. So it's less about shooting and more about the environment. So you can hear people around you. And if you go prone in the video game, you actually have to go prone in real life in order to do that. Oh, wow. They are so, really taking this to the next level. Oh, this is indie development. It's amazing. It takes a very high-powered computer and then the VR headset, which is another $800. But this is the kind of thing that is going to bridge the gap between the older gun owners and the younger gun owners. Because this is something we all can come together on. I mean, how often do you look at the kids playing the video games? Oh, yeah, they're just running out. This one, you actually use cover. And when you actually lean in real life, you lean in the video game. You have controllers in your hands, so you actually have to move them properly to aim the weapon. Well, I'm, I'm new. I, I'm, I'm 60. I don't do much with video games. I, I started out, but I don't do that much. But my son-in-law got a virtual reality one, and we did that. And I can do that. And it's <laughs> oh, yeah. so real. It's just... It just seems so real. So I think it's great. Yeah, some of the handheld things are just a little too, what am I supposed to do? What thing am I supposed to push? But with the VR headset, it's just, it, it's um, intuitive, I guess, is, is the right word for that. Well, we've got to wrap up already. I'm sorry to have to run so fast, Matthew, but uh, I know everybody is dying to tune in to your uh, podcast now, especially for this next guest you were talking about. Uh, so tell everybody how they can tune in to Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns podcast. Well, that's real simple. You can go to geeksgadgetsandguns.com, and we have links to everywhere else, but you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and all the other big podcast catchers, so you can listen to it anywhere. And if you want to check out our YouTube stuff, that's lfdresearch.com. Fantastic. Well, we've got to have you back on again and talk about more of your your uh, experiments that you've got going on with dry ice and all kinds of cool stuff. So um, thank you so much for taking some time on your Saturday to come and chat with us. Thanks, Dan. Cheryl, it's been good talking to you. You as well. All right. Matthew Shinzing from Geeks, Gadgets, and Guns podcast. Check it out. And stick around because we still have our second hour coming up with some awesome guests. We also have our Responsible Yarn Citizen Report and Dan's commentary. Um. Right after this. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. 
Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 